opening weekend has come and gone. We're going to talk all about it. Here we go. What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome to the We Got Ice podcast. My name is Jack. I'm joined here by Lorenzo. And the season has started. We are excited. How are you doing? Guess who's back? Baseball, baby! <laughs> Great We're way to start the season. Starting a cover band soon. Starting, yeah, watch out. We got ice cover. We got covers coming soon to you. But I yes, am gassed up, Jack. I am feeling toasty on the inside. It's warm outside. Baseball is in the mm-hmm. air. Live baseball games this weekend. It was magical, I must say. It was like a first date. I forgot how fun it was. I also forgot how busy it was. Like, there is 15 games going on every day. Like, it's there's nonstop action, nonstop headlines, nonstop, like, tweets to put out, posts to make. It's it's so magical and exhausting at the same time. No wonder we have attention spans of squirrels. Baseball makes you that way. Everything moves so fast. It's what's so good and what's so bad. Like, it's the best and the worst part of the sport is if your team has an epic win, the next day it doesn't matter anymore. But if your team has, yeah. like, a like the, the Red Sox, we're talking, we're looking at you guys. If you guys have, like, a tough weekend, you know, we'll go, next day we can bounce back. We got another game tonight. We got yeah. another game tonight. If you hit a walk-off from home run in extra innings at, like, midnight which would normally be the case maybe even a little bit later you're back at the field for a day game like eight hours later yeah, it's like, and there's you got you got no time to enjoy it gassed up next thing you know you're waking up morning coffee go take some bp let's do this again the beauty of yeah. our sport it's a beautiful sport beautiful game so how was how was your opening day opening day was good great uh i had some mlb tv issues i'm angry at mm. you mlb tv but overall it was good you know watched uh some good games. Ate a lot of snacks, dude. A lot of snacks. I came out heavy with the chips and hot dogs. Like, it was like a yeah. midsummer barbecue in my apartment. It was it was nice. I'm very upset. My biggest regret from this opening weekend bash that we're going to talk all about. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. I didn't eat a single hot dog. No dogs? No dogs. I was wienerless. Damn. Was your mouth, like, salivating? No, no dogs went in and out? No, yeah, no dogs were in my mouth, and it it was very upsetting. That is upsetting. I had I had a couple dogs. Um, I accidentally bought the dogs that like have cheese already inside them. It was kind of gross. I'm gonna be honest with you. Hate that. So really, hate I that, I yeah. kind of threw those out the window at my neighbor's house and went and bought regular hot dogs. But it was a good mm-hmm. opening day. How was your opening day? It was. Pre- I mean, wienerless as we've decided, but it it was pretty good. It was it was busy. It was fun. It was great to have everything back. I liked watching the Red Sox lose, even though they were just horrible. But it was fun. It was beautiful. Right? Uh, a lot of, it felt like a lot of good matchups. The Red Sox losing on opening day it was like everything's right in the world again. Yeah, <laughs> it felt yeah, every, everything's perfectly balanced as it should be. <laughs> All right, man, let's take it easy over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but so this this is our first podcast of the season. We're going to be doing this three times a week. So all of you, we got icers. Is that their names? I don't know. I was going to call them the ice cubes, the freezer the gang. Ice cubes. Freezer gang, I, I like, like the freezer gang. Um, they're in the back behind like the that old mug. Do, don't, do you have a mug that you frost and it like gets all frosted up and you put it in the freezer? I have no idea what you're talking about, but for the sake of the podcast, yeah, for sure, bro. I got one of those. Right. <laughs> Every, everyone has one of those and they have it in their freezer. You're supposed to pour a nice drink in it and like makes it frosty immediately, Ooh. but no one ever uses it and it's just in the back of the fridge. I digress. But, yeah, so we're going to do this three times a week. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a pod coming out every Tuesday and Thursday talking all about like the series that happened the storylines to watch for and then on saturday it's gonna get a little spicy mm. we're just it's gonna be chaos basically this last um four minutes it, it will get more serious in this podcast but well, a little yeah. bit on saturdays <laughs> it's gonna get wild we're just gonna talk everything and anything about baseball and about us if we have anything to talk about how we're enjoying the season Tune in for that. My recommendation is for the Saturday podcast, wear headphones. Because sometimes I like to listen to a podcast out loud, but like then like a joke or something will happen and people will look, what are you listening to? Yeah, the whole Saturday podcast is wear headphones. It's just going to be mayhem. Yeah, it's, it's a headphone day. Not because there's going to be anything explicit. It's just going to be so weird that you just don't want your family judging like, you. Why are you guys talking about ketchup as like the next president of the United States? What's going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be insane. He could win. I th- Mustard could beat him out in the primaries, I think, but ketchup is a good candidate. Depends on the running mates, but that we digress. Either way, yeah. we have a lot of baseball to talk about. So yeah, let's get the first podcast started off right. So, Jack, 
I feel like there was a lot of baseball this week, and if you're a baseball fan, there's no physical way you can watch every game. There's too many damn games. I couldn't do it. Too many. I, my eyes were hurting. I was like, ugh, relieve me. But there were, let's catch the people up on storylines that they should know about if you watch baseball this weekend yeah. or if you're a baseball fan. For First thing we're going to do on every podcast three times a week or two, two and a half times a week. Two and a half. Storylines story you should know about because we think they're so fun. Everyone's talking about it. Sometimes they're not talking about it. We just got to educate you guys and just get a little wild with it. So the first one, Mitty goes deep for the first home run of the season in a blizzard. He also slid into second base because he couldn't, he physically couldn't see the ball because the snowflakes were roughly the same color and size as the ball. Yeah, Miggy's getting up there in age. We know he ordered his blue light glasses to help him watch video. He but uh, he's, he hit a dinger in the snow and it was romantic. The cameraman did an amazing job getting this shot. It was, it was beautiful. Why they were playing a baseball game in the snow still kind of blows my mind because if it like slightly drizzles out. Baseball players are getting their coats and running in the dugouts. I'm running in the dugout. I don't want my hair to get wet. So it was kind of blowing me away as that they were playing in the snow. But it was a sick moment. And, I mean, going science on you real quick, for it to be snowing, it has to be under 32 degrees. So they're playing opening day in freezing cold temperatures. So I have— They don't need ice. I have, they already got Yeah, it. they got all the ice. My question is, I—is that—does that sound fun at all? Like, I love baseball, but 30-degree baseball sounds kind of miserable. It sounds fun to do, but to compete and try to win. And, like, I don't know how Midgey hit a home run. That is so impressive. A demon would have left my body if I got jammed on a fastball in 30-degree weather. I don't think I could physically breathe after that. I'd be dead. You see players wearing hoods and, like, long sleeves and jackets when it's, like, 45. Maybe 50 degrees. Imagine 30-degree. Here's here's a a 100-piece right on the inside of your bat. Yeah, Mm -mm. I'm in pain. I yeah. did have a quick uh, quick oh. story about this storyline. So it's a sub okay. story off the storyline. Um, I Love actually it. had to change my shirt after the first home run of the season because I was drinking a cup of coffee when Miguel Cabrera hit his home run, and I was watching it, and I got excited, and I spilt it all over myself. So he oh, no. literally made me change my clothes because of that home run. So thank you, Miguel. Late coffee. Late coffee day. I was like, That was like a triple coffee day for me. Triple. Oh, you're on your third. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I triple up. It's one of those sad days. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, it was opening day. We we got we had a lot of stuff to do. But then, I mean, going right into the next storyline, and really one of the big parts we're going to talk about all this podcast, the Astros sweep the A's, coming hot out the gate, score at least eight runs in every single game, start the season four and zero, sending the A's zero and four. Real, I mean, match up from last year's. ALDS. It's it was just it was rough for the A's. It was it was a pantsing, I would say. It was like getting pantsed in middle school. It was, it was embarrassing. Oh, you just feel like this. Is I have pain. a story. Like, go for it, King. I, me and my friends used to play flag tackle football. Started as flag, but we played tackle. I was in probably seventh grade. Go to my friend's backyard and we'd play football like it, like really trying to hurt each other. Wow. Like all all that lunchroom beef. I was in band. I was a band kid, so all that band beef. Someone played a, an F flat at the wrong time. I'm going for your head in after-school flag football. Make no mistakes. Band kid humor, um, guys. <laughs> yeah. So one time I was going, and you know I'm 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 very fair-skinned. So I was, and I was a young, I was a young man. So I'm going for the touchdown. I was lights out all the time. Starting wide receiver, I could play running back. It was lit. We played like 20-yard field. Um, I'm going for the end zone. Someone grabs me, fully pantses me, and the white light that came off of my bare ass. It looked like a Minecraft beacon just shooting into the <laughs> the stars, and everyone, it, like everyone, got blinded. It was like the someone like Thanos snapped, and like the light came out. It was, I mean, I think got, p- three people went to therapy. You got full pants. Full pants. Ooh, everyone was like, "My eyes, bald, yeah, it bald." Was <laughs> um. I still held on to the ball, though, because I don't fumble, and that's just a fact. All right, moving on. Love that for you. Yeah, but the Astros pants the A's just like you in flag football. It was tough. As an A, if you're an athletics fan right now, you're in, you're in like, the witness protection program. You're pretty sad because not only did you get bodied on the scoreboard, you got literally bodied on the field. Carlos Correa with the moment of the week body slamming Matt Chapman at second base after Chris Bassett drove him in the game before. So we got a couple mm-hmm. answers in this series. Number one, the Astros are bad. Like, they're, they're pretty bad yeah. in a good way. They're bad in a good way. They're, it's looking like we're getting the playoffs Astros 
to start the season, which is it's scary. Their their uh their theme song should be uh that song like the Guess Who's Back by Eminem. That should be their theme yeah. song this season. The the song that we started this episode with. Hell yeah, that's what, exactly what we did. Full circle. So bam. Thanks. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks. We'll be back on Thursday. <laughs> Thanks for the sponsor, Eminem, fan of the pod. So that's definitely mm. uh what they should be doing because dude, they looked great. Their offense was crushing it brantley was locked in correa looked good altuve had a couple big moments jordan alvarez came back in a big way huge series for them also zach granke goes six shutty in the first game pitching staff looks pretty solid astros are a scary team they're scary i'm scoring eight runs in every game against the a's who people are probably pitching to make the playoffs be be up there they handled them very easily. They did. They they kind of picked on them. It was a little bit of bullying. And I feel like some teams have struggled out of the gate to get offense going. It's kind of a common theme in yeah. the league. April is not a time when you're scoring eight runs a game. So this, these mm-hmm. guys are putting up an average of eight runs. It's going to be tough to beat them anyways. There were some questions about the injuries on this team. Framberg got hurt. Like, oh, we lost Springer. What is this team? How serious are they? I don't know. I'm kind of scared of the Astros. A little scared. Yeah. The Astros are scary. They're playing very well. Couple, couple softy things that happened. Michael Brantley went down with an injury. R.I.P. And they are, they are missing Springer, Framber, and Verlander. If you add those four guys healthy, you're, you're terrified. And even without, we're gonna see what this team can do. I mean, they went four now, so we're, we're just gonna continue to check in on them. But they definitely seem like they are. Carlos Correa, the Astros, and the bad guys just coming coming for this World Series trophy, whether you like it or not. Yeah, everything went right for them, if you are an Astros fan. Jason Castro homered, Kyle Tucker homered, big Kyle Tucker pod. I'm a big Kyle Tucker mm-hmm. guy. The momentum for the Astros was just there. It was insane. They had and 47 hits in a series, Jack. Four games, 47 hits. That's over 10 hits per game. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing good baseball, too. I saw... Um, Altuve tagged up from third on a pop fly to second base. Like, they're just playing fun. Like, they're just hungry. You can you can feel that they're hungry. There's two huge other things I want to touch on. Number one, I did a little bit of my research in. Astros are the fourth mm-hmm. team in Major League history to score eight runs in their first four games. Average eight runs. So, that's pretty good. Also, Oakland went 7-3 against the Astros in 2020. Loriano kind of punked them. There was, like, yeah. the A's momentum was that they beat up on the Astros in the regular season and then the Astros just came out and pistol whipped them in the first four games. So huge momentum. That, it was a big, big brother moment. Like, hey, remember how this division works. That This series can be summarized by that play where Correa bodied Chapman. I mean, the Chap- Chapman's the A's, Correa's the Astros. Just blindsided them, brief little shoulder. It wasn't even hard for the Astros. He just put a little shoulder into him, and the A's are on the ground wondering what happened. Also... We saw a little bit of the Astro Shame Torque still lingering on there. There was some bo- there was some a booing. Little, there's a little bit of linger, kinda like walking out of a school bat school bathroom with a little bit of TP on your foot. It was it's not it's there. You're not gonna say anything. We kinda wanna move past it, but there was a little linger. A little booing, the Bassett throw to Correa, like I thought it was pretty intentional. Yeah. So there was some lingering in the Astros kind of fed off it it feels like so that's a storyline to keep looking forward to mark those big cities where you're going to hear the boos on the astros and i would if i'm a fan i might hold back my boo because i'm kind of scared hold back the boo yeah let's get that hashtag going for the season hold the boo back that's what we want to see do you have any other thoughts on this series I do not, but I think another team that I mean they did not they did not hold the boo back. Red Sox fans. The Red Sox came out playing at home. I mean we're Red Sox fans. Big Red Sox pod over here. Diehards love them no matter what, and we kind of convinced ourselves that this team had a chance somehow. I don't know why, but they got swept by the Orioles at home. They're zero and three to start the season. You knew, so yeah. I'm currently holding a GoFundMe for my emotional state, so please support me. Yeah. Um. Let's start positive before we go into the negative. Um, let's start a couple positive. Do you have a positive? I have a positive. J.D. Martinez has crushed to start the season. I believe he is 6 for 12. I can pull it. Yeah, 6 for 12 for free doubles and a home run. He had an article talking about how he's happy. He can use the video again. It's helping him out a lot. That's positive. All right, negative time. The Baltimore Orioles Wait, came in here and looked like the 1999 Mariners, and it was tough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They did. One more positive. Tenor Houck. 
he looked like a righty Chris Sale. So that was yeah, fun. he shoved, he dropped it. But everything yeah. else went horribly wrong for the Red Sox, and I am this close. My hand is above the panic button. I'm like hand on it. Yeah. I have it gripped. I haven't pushed it yet, but I'm terrified. It's only three games, but it's against the Orioles, which we we saw last year, um, and our stars didn't even play good. Our guys that are supposed to play decent, they played bad. No one, Verdugo, who we're super high on, I don't think he has a hit yet. Kind of quite, like oh, for nothing. There's no energy. There's no. There's nothing fun. The the culture just seems down, which I was hoping that would shift. I thought we brought in some some fun guys to shift that, but it's it's looking like we're just trying to be bad again, which it makes me sad. Like you talked about the offense, JD Martinez is the bright spot, but he's literally the only one who's hitting. Alex only Verdugo, one. 0 for 11. Xander Bogarts, 1 for 12. Bobby Dahlback, 0 for 10. Uh, Kike Hernandez, 1 for 10. Rafi Devers, 0 for 6. And Devers is playing third base like me. He's kicking the ball <laughs> everywhere. It's bad. Yeah. I love you, Devers, but what are you doing out here? Garrett Richards looked terrible in his start. The pitching, Evaldi mm-hmm. and Hauk looked good, but it was crazy. A little bit of Orioles talk real quick. I know you have some more takes on the Red Sox, but... um. John Means looked great on opening day. He kind of dropped it on us. And Matt Harvey, of all people, was making us look bad. So I don't know if to credit the Orioles pitchers or just say the Red Sox sucked. Are the Orioles going to be decent this year? No. I think you start the season 3-0 and after last season, which they were better than expected. I mean, we picked them to win like six games, and they won like 24 or something like that. So is this going to be like, oh, they're they're doing something? Or is this just the Red Sox suck? I think this is the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox suck. Um, I don't Can think... the Red Sox be worse than the Orioles this year? There, There is a land where that happens, yes. There is a world I where I can so see that happening. I don't think I'm there yet. I'm not panicking. They are ranked the worst team in the first MLB power rankings. They're <laughs> dead last. Not great. 30th. So oh. might be tough. I'm hoping we don't stay there too long. But there are – I am small C concerned with the Red Sox right now. Small C. because Small C italicized maybe. Yeah, exactly. And then the rest is not because the pitching yeah. was good. And I believe this lineup is good. So the fact that the offense was the issue – makes me think okay if the pitching can be good the offense will be better it'll ju- they're just off to a bad start so it'll turn around for us but right now that was ugly that was that was a massacre yeah that is fair because we do have the talent it just isn't playing like it has any talent at all so it probably a better more likely that the Orioles will play to their pedigree than the Red Sox will just completely abandon ours. So I, I think I think they'll they'll pull out. One thing that no write it down. Don't get super concerned if you're a Red Sox fan. Just write it down. Bobby Dahlback's spring training injury kind of lingering, and he does not look great right now. He doesn't. It's also it's not even I mean, like he's missing. He's dude. He is his timing is not there. That could it could be an injury thing. It could also be. He didn't really play that much last year. He came out really hot, and then he had a great spring training, but spring training is different from just seeing really competitive opening day starting pitching. So we'll see if he can pull out, but maybe a little bit of a sophomore sophomore kind of slump kind of going on. Well, with all the hype of he's going to be the rookie of the year, was not, I was not impressed, let's just say. What, wasn't looking great, yeah. I, I want to be positive Sox, guys, but there's literally no way to spin this in a positive way. <laughs> No way. They they got the Rays next. Um, we'll see what they can do with that. <laughs> that that can be that can really change the we, tone in Boston if they can get a few. But yeah, but or if we lose another one, <laughs> this is the worst Red Sox start in seventy three years. Red Sox home start. Yeah, rough. Rough. <laughs> not great. Hot take. Not good. If you're ever on history on opening weekend, you either had a great or a bad weekend. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't don't want to be in the bottom bar on the ESPN scroll. Yeah, ne- never a good thing avoid that bar <laughs> yeah avoid the bar um just like some of my family members so <laughs> the twins and brewers were two teams that faced off i had no no intent on watching these series but it proved to be really a really like fun time to watch the the highlight obviously being the dueling no hitters going into the seventh inning. yeah jose barrios and Kirk corbin burns are both spinning gems in game two of the series, both had dueling no-hitters going into the seventh. Then Byron Buxton broke it off, open with a homer off uh, Coolman Burns. And then Barrios got controversially pulled 
with, uh, I think it was 84 pitches after six innings. They went to the bullpen, who eventually gave it up. Kind of turned out to be a crazy game, but Twins took the series 2-1. to one. This was one. Of, this was also one of those series where, like, I can take this off. I don't care because yeah. I don't hate the Twins and I don't hate the Brewers, but neither of them are draws for me. So when they're playing each other, it's the ultimate mediocrity series in my, like, attention exactly. span. So I'm not, like, sucked into it. But it was a fun series. I got to give him credit. Corbin Burns is gross. He, yeah, and Barrios was shoving too. I think a lot, The I mean, it was awesome to watch the doing no hitters. Kind of sucks that it didn't quite make it past the, the seventh inning. Um, that was a little disappointing. But I think a common theme we have saw is a lot of almost no hit bids, but also teams being like, this is the first start. We can't have this guy throw 110 pitches. Exactly. And Jose Barrios, I think that was the right call. Like, dude, who cares about the no yeah. hitter? Like, I love the no-hitter just as much as the next guy, but I really like Jose Barrios. I feel like I've been saying this for a little bit now. He's a good pitcher. Yeah, ben. He shoves. I love him. Uh, he's one of the few, like, reasons I will tune into a Twins game. So seeing him come out and shove that way, I if I am the Twins manager, I'm definitely taking him out of that game. I'm not gonna having this guy get hurt just so he can throw 110 pitches and maybe, like, have a, an achievement when we got 160 of more of these games to go. And we're going to need this guy to win a World Series. So I'm pulling him down. Yeah, opening week you can't you can't just go for that that cool little baseball reference check like oh we threw a no hitter you just you gotta I mean this guy's gotta pitch a lot more games so I also think it's the good move. Yeah, but other than that, I didn't really watch much of this series, so I don't have any hot takes. Just figured we get that out there. <clears throat> yeah, t- Twins Twins bats have looked pretty good. Um, some good pitching all around the series, but yeah, no, just mainly those dueling no hitters was a fun little headline. Fun little headline. Another hit little headline is the Dodgers versus the Rockies, and the Dodgers lost on opening day on maybe the weirdest play I've seen this season with Cody Bellinger mm-hmm. hitting a home run that ends up being a single because he passed Justin Turner on the base pass. So the Dodgers season just starts off with chaos. But they settle down and end up taking three out of four from the, the lowly Colorado Rockies. So good series for the Dodgers. A lot of stuff here. Yeah, good series for the Dodgers. And I mean, the Dodgers did what the Dodgers are going to do. Their offense looks like just a juggernaut, maybe even better than last year. And I mean, my probably most entertaining game I watched was Bauer's first start. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't, he's not my favorite player, but when he's pitching, I'm just glued to the television. Um, and he didn't disappoint. He goes no-no through six innings, which is, I mean, people are going to tune in and say, oh, he he's making $50 million. I hope hope something, I hope he gets rocked. And he does he does no hit for six innings. Yeah, it was a roller coaster of emotion for Trevor Bauer fans and haters because Bauer starts with six no-no innings, but then in the seventh inning, gave up four runs on free hits. Charlie Bachman took him yard, and his ERA is bad on the season now after one start. But he looked he looked nasty through six. Yeah, thought they left him in there a little bit long. We we just talked about the Barrios move and everybody else pulling their pitchers early. Surprise, he came back. I get he had the no hitter, but I would have had some guy like, all right, you give up a hit, you're out. Yeah, I think his end of the stat line doesn't look like as dominant as like that would have been one of his worst starts with the Reds last year, um, but. Also, there were a lot of seven-inning games. But the the Dodgers, that's the difference between the Dodgers and the Reds. The Dodgers had 10 runs. So giving up a two-run home run, it doesn't matter at all. So that, I think that probably had something to do with it. I mean, you're playing the Rockies. Just probably just don't even want to burn a reliever. Just leave him in. Try to get Bauer out of that inning for his first start. He ended up giving up four runs. So, yeah, as you said, his ERA doesn't look too hot. But, I mean, six no-hit innings is... he He's, he's doing Bauer things. Yeah, it was... Uh... It's one of those stat lines. If you just look at the box score, I won't tell you the whole story because he really he looked great. Yeah. His slider was cutting in Coors Field, which is a rarity. He used Peyton. It was good. He also got this little bit of a long hair flow going on that I don't know how I feel about. He he is an interesting interesting look going on. I I never know how to feel about it. I don't know if Trevor Bauer is hot. I haven't been able to decide. No, I don't think so at all. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't either. I think he's like a. No, I mean he's a type. Looking at the rest of the league, he's not a hot boy. He's not like disgusting. Yeah, he's just he's a type. He's like he plays baseball. So he's a he's, type. He's a he's a guy. But the rest of the yeah. series, Kershaw kind of got rocked around in the first game, and yeah, the, other than that, there wasn't really much in this series that caught my eye, other than the fact that the Rockies started one and zero, and I got like, oh, is this team good? And then <laughs> I got teased a little bit, and I was like, oh yeah, they suck. There's there's another moment not to trash on the Rockies too much, but their um their left fielder tried to rob a home run. He 
he missed it, thought it was a, thought it went over the fence, but it was just landed right next to him, and he just laid on the ground, and it was an inside the park home run because he thought it was a home run, and kind of like what the Rocky season is going to be, just kind of lay on the ground and wait give for up. a time. Just lay down and give yeah. up. The, the left fielder just yeah. was trying to symbolize to the rest of the team what we should do. I think that a lot of a lot of symbolism on the pod today. That ta- tapia, very, very poetic. Tapia. The left fielder for the Rockies. He yeah, also had like to that. play with the the Bellinger home run where he almost robbed it, but he mm-hmm. fell out of his glove. So yeah, not a great le- left field for the Rockies was a roller coaster this weekend. Roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Big takeaway. There was some other yeah. other stuff. Some fireworks also going in California in another spot where the Padres took three out of four from the Diamondbacks. Both Blake Snell and Yu Darvish and Joe Musgrove made their debuts for the Padres. They take three out of four. Look good doing it. In my opinion, only only little caveat I would like to add is Fernando Tatis Jr. had five errors in his first four games. He looked a little shaky as short. Don't want to read too much into that, but Jack, what's your takeaway from the series real quick? For We'll get to the Tatis thing. The series, uh, I think, surprising. Musgrove, I think, shoved the hardest out of those. A lot of shove from Musgrove. That opening, yeah. Yeah, Musgrove looked really good, and Hosmer just, I mean, he won player of the week. He was lights out carrying this team to all these wins. Tatis had short. I don't, I mean, I really like Tatis, so I'm a little biased, but five errors in four games is a lot. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we just got to give it more time. Off the C, I didn't see any of the errors. I just saw the stats. So maybe they were they were rough calls from the, the scorekeeper, but I don't know. Shortstop's hard, so I can I can give him some slack there, but also five errors in four games. That's, that's a lot. I got a couple of hot takes here. First, let's go positive. Um, Hosmer looked great. Manny Machado rocks some mm-hmm. gold cleats that look just like, pfft, like these that. are hot. You guys are hot, boys. He also hit a dinger. NL MVP campaign begins with a dinger. Let's go, Manny. Go. Let's keep it going. Some other stuff. Blake Snell looked sharp. Even though the stat line wasn't the best, he kind of got pulled. People were like, why'd you pull him? He looked sharp. I really liked how he was pitching. Darvish also looked good. They left him in there, and I think that's what you kind of have to do. He got rocked around a little bit, but they were like, hey, you're our ace. You kind of got to survive. So no worries there. Yeah, it was good for the Padres in that sense, positive. Negative. Tatis felt like a guy. Now, I feel like I'm going to sound like a boomer here. But watching, because I mm-hmm. watched a good amount of this series, felt like a guy who was a little lackadaisical out there, kind of like you know, like not to like be that guy, but like yo, know, like I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the guy, I'm the face of MLB, I'm the, I'm MLB the show, like I am Tatis. Felt like he uh, might have been a little like too feeling himself because there were a couple plays, even not errors, that I was just like. He was, like, double pumping and hesitating. I was like, just throw the ball. Like, you got to get the guy out. There were a couple plays there, too. I felt like he was showboating a little, but I like when he showboats. So I think that it might have been a little bit of that. Like, a lot of stuff happened for Tatis this year. He got paid a huge contract. He was, like, the most popping player in baseball. So just a little bit of early season yips. A lot of new pressure on him, too. So I wouldn't be too worried. Yeah. I just it did feel a little bit like a guy who wasn't fully prepared to start the season. I mean, I've been saying this for months now. If he even made one error, people are going to be on his yeah, back. That's fair. So I think he's there's so much pressure on him, and I think like it. You just got to give him a little bit more time because just because he is the face of baseball right now, and the MLB is pushing him in anything he does, he's on the highlight reel. I, that is obvious. He like he dove back into first base. That was on. At, on all the socials right away, even though he was just a dive into first. Um, so they're, they're trying to push him, and that that's a lot of pressure to keep up. So we'll, I think you just got to give him a little bit more time. I don't think he'll disappoint people this season, but five errors is a little a little worrisome. I think it's good for him because now that he's back, Tatis is back with the Padres, and the Padres are actually playing because there's been so much noise around the Padres, like how good they are. Now that they're actually playing – and like losing and making mistakes and stuff like that, you can kind of focus again on baseball if you're Tatis, and less on being the face of the game and more of the game. Yeah. So I think that's really good for him, and I wouldn't stress too much. I feel like this is just going to be a little bit of a a history fact in his like season or career. So don't don't stress too much. It was noticeable though. I was like five. That's a lot of errors. A lot of errors. Yeah. I mean, some shortstop they'll have five for the whole season. So in the first four games, definitely definitely a little a risque. Had to note it. Not a negative pod, but I had to say it. Yeah, had to know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still ride, riding and dying with Tatis. So we'll see. Hit a bomb in the last. Four hundred sixty cool. feet, pretty big. Yeah, look good. 
Another guy, I just got to shout out real quick, uh, AL Player of the Week from MLB.com, Yermin Mercedes, I think is how you say it, goes 9 for 14 with a 1.643 OPS in the White Sox. I mean, no one knew who his name was. Now they know it. Yes, people still don't know how to pronounce it, us included. So, hell yeah, it's good true, for yeah. you. White Sox players just dropping swag left and right. Just They're pulling them out of nowhere. They're like, hey, you in the stand, you look cool, bam, let's hit 9 for 14. Pretty good day. Yeah. Yeah, 9 for 14 is pretty good. I would like him on fantasy. We should pick him up. We should. M- probably waiver wire, number one pickup this week. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Fantasy advice right for there. Sure. There was some other... Sure. Other stuff going on, you might, if you're a fantasy baseball player, you should probably know. Nick Castellanos and the Reds beef with the St. Louis Cardinals. Big series here. I'm pretty sure the Reds, did the Reds sweep the Cardinals or was it 2-1? to one? I had it written down. I'll find it. I think it's a 2-1. to one. Either way, though, there was a lot of headlines from one game in particular where the Reds end up fighting the Cardinals. They just start squaring yeah. up and pretend to throw punches. It got, yeah, it was 2-1 Reds, won the series. Um, they end up squaring up. And starts throwing punches. Nick Castellanos gets hit by a pitch, run, gets around, gets on first, ends up scoring, kind of pimps it in front of the pitcher's face who hit him. Next thing you know, Yachty's behind him. They're fighting. They're doing a whole thing. We did a whole video on it. Check us out on social media. Yeah. We got us baseball if you want the whole thing. But Castellanos ends up getting suspended two games for the brawl. And I think that's BS. Yeah, so, and Castellanos, he, it all kind of started because he pimped a home run on opening day. Did a nice little skip thing. It was a little weird, but um, a little weird. I'll give it to him. He, he he was feeling himself, and then the pitcher hit him. There's a lot of, people, I mean, we posted our video on TikTok. Shout out, we got ice baseball sport court, love it. Um, people were really thinking it wasn't on purpose. It was a rookie pitcher, and Yadi was kind of just protecting him, um, which I understand that definitely could be the case. But I'm really confused why Castellanos got suspended two games, and he was the only one ejected in the incident. Then he gets suspended two games. For what, like verbal abuse? For, I don't know. I think the only thing I've watched the video about fifty times now. The only thing he did yeah. was, unless he said something, like you said when he like yelled in the pitcher's face. Unless he said something, I don't see where he gets suspended. But I imagine that phone call. You're Nick Cassianos. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this is this is Rob. This yeah. This is Rob. Uh, I would just like to let you know you were suspended two games for being hype. Thank you. Bam. Yeah. What? What? What are we suspending him for? I don't get that. Yeah. What, what are we doing, Rob? And, like, he got ejected from that game. He was the only ejection. So that's, like, free. Even that, like, that's fine. Suspend him for two more games? Plus, Castellanos has been raking. I mean, he's just coming out of the gate super hot. And the Reds looked good against the Cardinals. They kind of they kind of slapped him around a little bit. So they, they slapped did. up Flaherty, and then they kind of, like, kind of punked him a little bit in that brawl. So... I don't know. I think it's a bit unfair. I don't really get it. I definitely appeal that if I'm Cassianos. I'm like, yo, what are you suspending me for? That I could definitely see this this getting reversed. But let's go rivalries. Early season rivalries. Give me yeah. the bad blood. Cardinals are interesting now. I care about the cards and the reds now. Two teams I didn't really care about. Rivalry reunited on these two like NL Central teams that you don't really know. They have a rivalry, and now you're saying, oh, reds, cardinals. Reds are beefing with everyone. They're beefing with the Pirates. They don't care. Yeah, Reds are ready to fight, and I got to respect that. I, we have a lot of Reds fans who've been hating on me lately, so I kind of got to talk mm-hmm. more about the Reds or I'm going to get, like, beat up <laughs> because I'm getting scared. <laughs> so, yeah, Reds looked good. Give them credit. They're 2-1. and one. I'm kind of the Reds hater on the pod. They got a winning record. So, hats to you. Also, Jack Flaherty got roughed up in the opening day start. I kind of cried a little bit, but he'll come back around. It's Jack Flaherty. He's got it. He... For him, I've got to see him have a really dominant start pretty soon because it's been coming up on two years since we've seen him be dominant. He's coming. Just you wait. Just wait for him yeah. to shovel alert. I, I'm not. I'm not hitting the panic at panic button at all. I'm, I'm excited to see that come back. But you're caressing it's it. Been, it's been a while. Been a while since we've seen that like Cy Young guarantee from two years ago. That's fair. You're currently like slightly caressing the panic button. Like in, uh, yeah. I, in case. There's a little strokeage going Just on. Just in case. Like, half pushing. Be like, ooh, am I going to do it? Yeah. We- my big... I mean, I'm just going right into the most important storyline of the weekend, I think. Yeah, this one really caught my eye, too. I saw a lot of people were going to be outraged about this. Yeah. The Blue Jays come out of the gate playing the Yankees in the Bronx. They win on opening day, but they're wearing their alternate uniforms with an alternate hat. So they're wearing their baby blue, baby Jays, which I love. It was my thing to watch for, uniform to watch for this season, with a hat I've never seen before. 
Um, I didn't I didn't hate the look, but I was pretty shocked. I mean, Yankees are the most traditional team, can't even have a beard. Derek Cole's out there looking like the old uh, old dude from the Muppets. And the Blue Jays are completely, I mean, they're looking like a young, fun, flashy team. Yeah, I kind of have a hot take. Didn't like the hat. I was out on the hat. Jerseys were hot. Hat did not look good with yeah. the jerseys. I did like, though, how it was so, like, in your face compared to the Yankees. I was like, oh, I wonder if it was on purpose. It might have, I think, I have a lot of theories. So I think that it definitely looked like a spring training hat wasn't super high on them. Kind of like the Rays alternates that they pulled in the playoffs. It's kind of a little weird. Yeah. Um, don't hate it, but it's kind of like a, a little iffy. But I think it's because they don't have a good hat to match their baby blues. They rolled out these baby blues and they don't know what to put with Are it. they testing? Are they doing like a market? They might be live? testing. I thought the reason yeah. they wore the uniforms was because they want to sell the baby blues. So they were like, oh, we're going to have the most eyes on us right now. So let's flex these because they're hot as hell. So people were upset though. People were like, the Blue Jays look horrible today. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think they look horrible. I They didn't look horrible, but day game in the Bronx on opening day, it looked a little kind of like spring training. It kind of looked like showing up to like your cousin's wedding with like a t-shirt and khakis on. Or something. Oh, okay. Different. We went different ways. Different but yeah. ways. Same message. Same message. <laughs> like when you're just like sticks out. Like, hey, is that the right time for that? Like it's a look, yeah. but it's like, is that the right time now? Like I don't know. Are proto shorts ever a look? Really though. It depends on your legs. I don't got the legs for it because my calves are like jelly. But if you if you got some bulky legs, like ooh, I'm in. I think I think you have to have impressive legs, and you also have to be, like, over 45 and have at least two kids. I also am te- very insecure about my legs. I am not flashing these bad boys anywhere. I'm keeping these hidden mm-hmm. away until, like, July. You're wearing, you're wearing pants at the beach. Yeah, I'm pants at the beach. I'm a sweatpants <laughs> at the beach kind of guy, like, saying I like to work up an extra sweat. <laughs> I like that. But, yeah, the Blue Jays, they looked looked a little questionable, but they beat the series, beat the Yankees, took the series 2-1 to one in the Bronx. Uh, looked looked really good. Uh, yeah, I have a couple key takeaways from this game. Blue Jays walk it off on opening day. Or did they not technically walk it off, but they had an extra inning win. Extra inning. Extra inning yeah. win. Everyone was upset about the extra inning rule. Um, so that was a big thing. Feels like forever ago, but they walked. They did that in Done, opening yeah. day. And then yesterday, or whenever is this pod's being recorded, for your guys' pleasure. But Corey Kluber mm-hmm. debuted this series. He looked interesting. I didn't think he looked great. I need to see more. He only went four innings, so I want to see a little bit more from him there. But then they beat him in the series finale 3-1. But Michael King, for the uh, for the Yankees, retired 16 straight hitters. So I think we got to give him a little pod shout out there. We are an unbiased pod. He looked disgusting. But yeah, so yeah. Ross Stripling was a name in this series. I didn't expect the opening day series to be like, oh yeah, Ross Stripling game two. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, the Yankees, I mean, we have a, a keen eye on the Yankees because we are... Um... We are not fans, per se, of the Yankees. So we, we're looking at that pretty in-depth. And the starters, there's a lot of questions about them. I don't think they looked bad. They just didn't They didn't go seven innings, no hits, which is kind of the Yankee standard. Um, they didn't do that. But they also, they the pitchers kept them in the game to win every inning. So it, I don't know. I think I just need to see it more. But yeah, Kluber didn't look like amazing, but he also, he didn't have a bad start. Yeah, and Cole didn't. Cole looked pretty good in his start too. His stuff was moving. There was one inning where he loaded the bases. His command kind of lost it, but he looked really good. Ryu also looked pretty solid in the series. I saw he's pretty nasty. Um, I don't know if this is for Yankees fans or it's Red Sox fans, but I know a lot about the Yankees, and I watched the Yankees a lot. Not a lot, but yeah. like a decent amount. Because not because I'm rooting, I'm rooting against them because it's nature of being a fan of a different team. But, like, it's not like I hate the Yankees. I'm just so – I'm very interested in, like, what's going on. I'm like, what's happening over here? Yeah, I think we, we um, watch and talk to a lot of people that really like the Yankees, and we kind of, like, you get caught up in it, and we know these names. They're in the news all the time. And I, I do – I have to work on – I hate watch the Yankees. I, like, I'll watch the game. I do too, a little bit. for the bit. team. And, like, I'll root for the Blue Jays. Yeah, I'll like, say, I watch – Blue Jays. I'm not, like, rooting – if the Yankees – like, hit a home run. I'm not cheering for the Yankees, but I do watch them, and I know a lot about them. I'm interested yeah. in whether or not they're good or not. I'm very invested. We're invested in their failure, which we're, we're haters a little bit for it, which I don't like to say, but I'm I'm really a hater on the Yankees. Yeah, we hate watch a little bit. But at the same time, we're watching, yeah. and we do an unbiased pod. So I think we're doing a decent yeah. job. Michael King looked good, and 
Gary Sanchez hit two bombs. Oh so yeah, there shout you out go. Gary. Two dingers on the season. I'm I okay. I am rooting for Gary. I want Gary Sanchez to do good. I don't. While I do root against the Yankees because I'm a Red Sox fan and it's in my blood. Gary Sanchez gets so much hate, dude. I feel for the guy where he got so much hate last year. That must have sucked for him. That's everybody every day being like, yo, you're trash. So I don't want him to, like, win MVP and carry the Yankees to a World Series. But I don't want him to, like, fall out of the league. I have a heart. I want him to be—I think he's a talented player, so I just want him to be successful in his own career because I feel bad for the guy. Like, especially too much hate on Twitter last year for the poor dude. Yeah, we if Yankees fans themselves hate on a player, we can't double down with it. We have to hate on like Aaron Judge, yeah. even though we know he's good. We like to hate on the players who are clearly good just for the fun of yeah. it. We don't want to kick somebody while they're down. Like it's we can hate on yeah, Stanton, man. but we can't go and hate on like we can't go we can say Cole sucks when he doesn't cuz it's funny, but we can't yeah. be like, "Yo, Gary Sanchez, you're 0 for 50. You're trash." Like that's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're pro pod for the players. Pro we got pod. ice. Come on, come on the pod, Derek Cole. Come on, hey, we know, we know you, we know you're listening. If Gary doesn't come on the pod, I'm gonna be upset because I just kissed that yeah. guy's butt. <laughs> yeah, we're. If he doesn't come on the pod, then we're gonna. Then I'm going for him. him. He doesn't answer my yeah, DMs we're soon. Going. I'm going all in. <laughs> yeah, we're doubling down on him. We are, but there, there was one series in particular this weekend. One story that really lit a fire in my tummy, like gave me the rumblies mm-hmm. in a good way. And I think it's our series of the week or weekend. Series of the week. And it was the White Sox at the Angels where the Angels took three out of four from the White Sox. Every game in this series was entertaining. And it's amazing to me because this was not one of my series to watch for. But I basically watched every game. It was so good. It was really good. I think it had something to do with the timing too where it was the only night game every single night. It was just a consistent like 10 o'clock. There's good starters on the field. Mike Trout's playing. I mean, every game was fun. And two, it felt like two competitors, which was really nice because the Angels, who knows what they can do. Yeah, so I have a couple big takeaways from this. Number one, Trout had a clutch hit in the series, and he was, like, gassed up on first base, which was awesome. Great little Jamster clip. Great content. Lucas Giolito versus Dylan Bundy, opening day. Great game. Like, those, both those starters looked filthy. Giolito, I'm a Giolito, like, lover. Like, watching me watch a Giolito start, it's kind of in talk. Like, it's like, oh, what's happening here? Um, Dylan Bundy just throws the, the most disgusting curveball. It literally looks like you're trying to cook and you squeeze a stick of butter. It just pops up in the air. It's amazing. Yeah, we were watching those games on live. Go follow us on TikTok. We stream a live game every night. And Bundy was throwing curveballs every single pitch, and it, it was just fun. It was a fun game to watch. It was great, and then the rest of the series was great, too. Uh, White Sox took the next game, and then Upton had a huge dinger in the third game. I believe it was the bottom of the ninth or the bottom of the eighth. He had a two-run shot that was just a missile. And then the last game of the series was just absolute chaos. Yeah, it, Otani gets the start. This is a must-watch game. It was an awesome game. Otani gets the start. He hits a home run on the first pitch of his at-bat, hits a nuke, 450 nuke, and then he pitches for a little bit. He pitches in the game, throws a 101-mile-per-hour fastball. So in the same game, he hit a 460-foot dinger, I think it was. He also threw a 101-mile-per-hour fastball. Crazy, crazy stuff happening. And then the Angels infield, kind of, uh, they they were interesting. They were throwing the ball around like it was a wet potato, a lot of Little League action. Um, the White Sox tied the game on two wild throws in the same play. Then later in the game, throws it away, play at the plate. Otani gets slide tackled and gets taken out of the game, but not for injury reasons, but he looked shaken up, but apparently he wasn't shaken up. We'll see what's actually true, but a rush of emotions for Otani. Yeah, I have a, I have a lot of stuff I want to get to. Just quick correction. Upton Dinger was the bottom of the eighth, not the ninth. Um, but back to this game. Yeah, so Otani struck out the hitter to get out of the fifth inning, he struck him out, but the ball got past Max Stassi, who threw it down to Jared Walsh at first. It went over his head into right field. The throw came back home with Otani covering. It was over Otani's head, so he jumped and left his feet with Jose Abreu sliding in the home plate. Abreu cleated him at an awkward angle. It wasn't intentional at all. It was just a play, and Otani landed really weird. He was lying on the floor for like a minute. After hitting a 400-foot dinger, after throwing 101, the fastest pitch by a starting pitcher this season, we were all like, what is happening here? My issue is that he was even in that game. I thought Joe Madden left him in way too long. He had already walked three hitters in the game. 
gave up a hit. His control was not there that inning at all. We were watching it. It was like, okay, it was just a matter of time before it's like, why is he still in here? It feels like you're risking something. You're pushing a starter for no reason. Madden just kept leaving him in, and then that play happened. It was like, that was almost close to being devastating. Yeah, I think they should just ask Trout. They should be like, hey, Trout, what do you think? And then he'll just yell something, and that's what they should do. Because Joe Madden, he didn't really look like he had control of this Angels team. It's early in the season, but just from a casual viewer of the Angels, I was like, Madden doesn't seem like he's like has a master plan here. That felt like a our plan is for Otani to throw five innings. We're sticking. The plan is for him to go five, and no matter what happened, yeah. his the plan was for him to go five. And you had two guys already loose in the panels. Like, dude, are you not watching this? This is your this is your guy. This is your gold. Like your gem on the mound right now. He's look. He's had a good night. If Madden took him out after the first or second base runner went on. His stat line would look just as good as his night. There wouldn't have been that horrible picture of him on the floor that kind of tainted the whole night. He looked amazing. It was a great story for the Angels for baseball. And as soon as that happened, it just felt like, oh, this is another Angels moment. And then we had another Angels moment in the ninth inning where Rasso Iglesias throws a ball to third base in a pickoff attempt, shows it over Anthony Rendon's head. The White Sox score another run on an error, tie the game up in the bottom of the ninth, and it just felt like, oh, it was top of the ninth. It just felt like, oh, the Angels are doing Angels things again. It's the same team. Yeah. The White Sox, I think, scored three runs in a very close game just off of infield overthrows. Not like just easy throws. That if even if it's just like not in time, but you just make the throw, it's still fine. But the White Sox got basically all their runs and stayed in this game. So it was tied up into the ninth inning um, just off Angels' errors. It was insane. I believe the Angels had free, yeah, they had free errors on the game. And Otani's final uh, final stat line, he goes four and two thirds innings with one earned run, five walks, seven strikeouts. Not great. But that was the only earned run. There was one earned run given up in a game. The rest were unearned runs. But then, like I said, it's all over. I feel like everybody who's watching the Angels is rooting for the Angels. They are the easiest team to root for in baseball, in my opinion. Like, how do you dislike them? They've been bad for so long. Trout is so lovable. It's like you want to see them make the playoffs. Even if you're not a fan of them, you just want to see them succeed. And then it's like, oh, here it goes again. But then Jared Walsh, man, he had something to say. Jared Walsh gets up, boom, quick little oppo dinger. He pimped it. He knew it was gone. It was a good, pretty good bat flip. Um, Luis Ro- Rob- Robert, uh, I still want to say Rob- Robert. I think he should change it. But Luis Robert goes up, tries to rob it. It looks kind of close, which made me a little nervous because Walsh pimped it. And I was like, oh, I don't know if you got all of that. Um, uh, but he did. He ended up getting it and walk off home run to end this. Craziest game of the season so far. Yeah, free run dinger, walk off the game. The Angels take the series 3-1, to one, and it's like all the bad that happened in that game was erased by one swing. And at the end of the day, the Angels beat the White Sox 3-1 in the opening series. And I think the White Sox are a really good team. The Angels start Keiko, they saw Lynn, they saw Giolito, and they took free games. So I'm not all in on the Angels, but I'm not buying in yet. But it's no, write it down. Keep an eye on this team. They're fun. They look like they're a fun team. If, if Otani can be a star for them, I think you got you got something to watch out for in, in that West. You did. And I completely understand what you mean by the Jared Walsh home run. Because he hit mm-hmm. it, it looked good on camera, and you're like, oh, is this gone? Is it not gone? And the reason for that is because there were some criminals, villains of the sport of baseball, freeze this weekend, Jack. I think they, there must be a new internship program or something with the cameraman because, and or maybe they just didn't get the press release that the balls are no longer juiced because you're seeing these cameras. I mean, it's a fly ball into center field and the cameras fully zoomed, flying up into the center field bleachers. And so I, the amount of times that I stood up and went, you know, that thing people do like, you go, oh, 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 oh. And then it was just like a lazy fly out. It's all because of these damn cameramen. They were mess. They were teasing me like no other. They were messing with my mind, dude. There were a couple egregious ones in the Red Sox Orioles game yeah. where it was like the announcer Dave O'Brien on Nesson was like, "It's a high fly ball." The camera's going over the Green Monster, and Frankie Cordero's on the infield catching the ball. And I'm like, "What is yeah. happening here? What is going on?" It was the worst part of this weekend. The amount of times I got misled on a home run ball. I was like, what is happening? It was it was truly tragic. 
someone needs to, either the balls are actually deadened or like you said all these cameramen just got freshly hired and had no idea what they were doing yeah I, realistically it's probably just it's just the first couple of games of the season but it there's a little we we could talk a little conspiracy theory that i mean the balls really were juiced and this year they really are deadened because we're seeing a lot of fly balls that you would think would be gone and the cameramen definitely think would be gone in their middle of the outfield routine plays. Something that I'm not going to say it yet, but put a pin in it. Wa- keep watching because it's April, it's cold as butt, and it's people yeah. get off to slow starts. But I agree. I There were a couple plays, one particular in a Red Sox-Orioles game where Bobby Dahlback drilled a ball and it didn't into into left field and it didn't even touch yeah. the green monster. And I was like, wait a minute. Now it's 40 degrees out, but I was like, wait a second. Keep an eye on that. And there was also one where Mike Trout hit it to dead center in the White Sox-Angels game where it felt yeah. like if that was 2019, that ball was gone. So yeah, not going to say it yet because it's still April. We need a bigger sample size, but keep an eye on those balls. Theme of the pod, put a pin in it. We're, we're not hitting the panic button, but we're caressing it. It's, it's too early to panic. There's only been like four games too played, early. but I definitely <laughs> think that the, the juice ball thing might be, which just shows, you yeah. know, MLB was literally juicing the baseballs. <laughs> Oh yeah, they were like Bobby Bobby Dahlbeck's home run would have gone five fifty. That was yeah, that was a set. Statcast was broken. The moonshot meter was destroyed. Yeah. A Rod was running around his mansion doing backflips over that home run. He would have been like, "Look, it's a swing," yeah. and he like routine popped it. So it kind of changes the whole game, dude. It was well. So that is definitely something we hated. So going into segment we're gonna do every week because we're we're a positive pod, but we have um we have some things that that get under our skin. They grind our they grind our knots. So the first one for me, was the blackout restrictions. It happened to me a couple times where I wanted to watch a game and I couldn't. And we are obsessed with baseball. We do this professionally. Can I say professionally? I would say amateur. I say we're a micro-influencers. Yeah, we, we do this a lot. I'll say that. And um, we couldn't watch the games we wanted to watch. So that definitely means that people that are just, oh, Otani's pitching? Let me check it out. Oh, I can't. I'll go watch the NBA games. This is the issue, people. Like, we... We, this sucks. Rob Manfred, this is for you. I had to put in Jack's login into my MLB app to watch these games. <laughs> MLB, don't. I, I didn't even do I that. I mean, no. I had to go through that effort of finding out his password. And you're not going to let me watch Shohei Otani drop D? You're not going to let me watch the Boston Red Sox, the town I live in, play a baseball game? That is absurd. I I understand there are contract stuff, but I want to watch a damn Red Sox game, and Jack is paying this bill, and I can't watch this game? (laughs) This is infuriating to me. I I have never felt my privilege taken away more. (laughs) I'm giving you 100 hard-earned American dollars, what, like 115 Canadian money, and you're saying I— I can't watch the games I want to watch. Then what is happening here? I am a Red Sox. Why can't you watch? If you buy MLB TV— it's pretty obvious the games you want to watch the most is the market you're in. Duh. Yeah. So why can't why is that the one game I can't watch? Yeah, it it they marketed it as like watch every game whenever and like that's true, but if you live in California and you're a fan of all the California teams, you can't watch that. It's perfect if you're one of those people who live in Idaho and you're a fan of the the Marlins, like it's perfect for you, but it's like a, a lot of people, that's not the case. Baseball is a very historical and very regionally like the regional sport obsessed sport. Yeah, yeah that that got my that got my pick. Uh, I don't even know where I was going there. I got I got my, angry. Our parents were pickled. Yeah, our parents were pickled. My mom's credit yeah. card got rejected. I was our furious pa- okay. by this. I was like, "What's going on? How dare you?" It what did actually peeve me off. I was like, "I just want to watch a Red yeah. Sox game," and now I got to be on like a subreddit looking at live score updates. What's going on here? Yeah. This was bad. Which we did not do, and we do not recommend doing that. We do not. I never have done that in my life. Yeah. I am a man of the Lord. Yeah, never done it. <laughs> Another thing that um, really just peeved me off was the Padres Tamil jerseys. I mean, they have the best jerseys in the league, in my opinion. Why on Sundays are we doing? Are we rocking the Tamil jerseys that just? I feel like just put everything backwards, like. Tatis doesn't even look good in them. That's an issue. Yeah, camel jerseys are never a look. You wear camel jerseys if you're a bad team and you're trying to get away from public scrutiny. Not if you're a good yeah. team. I was out on the camels Don't. too. I was like, it's a Sunday. It's a hot boy day. Why are you wearing camels? I thought we burned yeah. these. Yeah, I mean, it it worked 
fine when they had their old kind of ugly jerseys and then they went with the camo and had some spice, but their normal jerseys are so spicy and delicious. If you rob me once a week of those amazing, if, if I don't see Tatis and those pinstripe jerseys at least three times a week, I'm, I'm might, I don't know. I'm going to do something crazy. He's getting angry. So yeah, Padres camo jerseys, bad. Not in on that. I'm getting worked up over here, Lorenzo. Okay, go ahead. Sweat it off, King. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, lastly, we're, do- we're doubling down. The extra innings rule, I-, I was watching that Yankees-Blue Jays game. I was happy the Yankees lost on that play. Biased, but unbiased me. The Yankees reliever comes in with a man on second. First, a second pitch of the inning gives up a double. The Blue Jays are ahead. Then he strikes out the next three batters. So if that's a normal inning, that's a good inning. But just because there's a guy on second base and it's such a normal thing now... It's it's just so I it feels it doesn't feel like baseball. I don't know my final opinion on it, but after this opening weekend, I really really don't like it. Yeah, I um I've never really liked it, and if that Me was neither. I know if that was a Red Sox game, I would be punching a hole in the wall right now in anger. I think it's pretty yeah. dumb too. Like Howard, the DH like pitchers hit the fact that yeah, I had to watch exactly. Trevor Bauer taking that bat this weekend took years off my life, and the fact that I had to watch extra inning the extra inning rule was also stupid i was like this is it was too much of a fact it matters too much i'm almost like i'm like i think that's the one rule i would want like give me everything else from last season give me the seven inning double header give me like whatever you want speed up the games shorten the season give me the dh obviously but don't change extra innings like that's that's fun if you go into the 13th inning and it's like really intense like it's bad if they happen a lot, but if they ha- the 10th inning is still like that. People are late to work because they're tuned into this day game. Who's going to win? Who's going to hit the walk off? Or it's one in the morning and people are on the edge of their chairs. You don't want to say, oh, some guy hit a bloop single, then hit a sack fly, and now we lost. I think there needs to be an extra inning rule, and I like it. I just, the 10th feels. Start it in the 12th. 12th, maybe the 11th, even the 11th. Just give me one inning of regular extra yeah, inning baseball. Because exactly, a lot yeah. of games end in the 10th inning anyways. So just give me that one extra inning. True. So I agree. That's what made us mad. We got pretty upset about those things. I was heated. But there were some winners this weekend. Who? Let's give some love. Let's give some boy love on the pod. I'm in. Winner, winner, chicken dinners. Shohei Otani. Showtime. He showed up, threw a 101-mile-per-hour pitch, and hit a homer that went 451 feet in the same game. And just, I mean, congrats to him because last season he was so hyped up. We maybe picked him to have a chance at MVP. I don't know. Maybe we've erased that from my memory. But he sucked last year. This year he comes out and he plays well, so I'm happy for him. 26-year-old just doing the dang thing. I wish I was this man. He is everything. And he's also handsome. Super handsome. Handsome guy. So Yeah, we saw him um, have some emotion too, which I really liked. Him and Trout having emotion feels wrong. But I like it. Angel's kind of an emotional team. I'm in on it. Otani, Trout, and Rondon are people that when you... I mean, it isn't, isn't it a bad thing that we were commenting that we saw emotion? Like, the Angels are really building this team of people who just, like, are good, but they're not, like, great for marketing. Maybe that's changing. Maybe Shoei's Otani's great True. for marketing. But maybe that's changing. Is, they're, maybe is. they're moving. Maybe Trout and Otani are like, hey, let's get fun with it. Yeah. Otani was an absolute treat to watch. It's the first time in a while that... I've tuned into a game strictly for one player. Like, I'm going to watch this entire game just for this one yep. guy. And, like, obviously there's Trout and other stuff, but he was the sole reason I was watching that game. So, great, yeah. great for Osani. Also, we've got another winner, Jack. Akil Badu. I mean, no one knows who this guy is. For the Tigers, he goes yard on the first pitch of his MLB career, and he had never played a single inning above single A ball. First pitch he's ever seen in his entire baseball career in the big leagues. He goes yard. I think that's a that's a good day. That's a great way to start your MLB career. Great day. Yeah. So I mean, really, just also great name. Great day for Badu. We we love to see. We love. We just love to see that. It's a nice, heartwarming baseball story. Yeah. Shout out Badu. Big Badu pod. Let me know when those jerseys go on sale. Got a cop that. That's that actually is incredibly cool. Very very cool. That's pretty sick. So that brings us to our last thing that we have to get to, and. I have to say, this is going to be where the fans come for our throats every week. Because at the end of yes. at the end of every pod on Tuesdays and Thursdays, or probably just on Tuesdays, probably just at the end of every Tuesday pod, we're going to give you mm-hmm. our weekly top five power ranking. We're going to rank the top five teams in baseball. 
five to one in that order. So you guys are probably going to come for our next on these. Yeah. So this is, I think sometimes we do a bad job of explaining how we're ranking it because obviously it's, I mean, half of it is opinion. So take that into consideration. And the other half is what they've done this season. We're not doing prior rankings. We're not saying like how the NFL does it where it's like, oh, they're supposed to be good though. So we're still having that one, even though they're 0-3. This is just how they've played our top five teams. And as the season goes on, I mean, how did you play in the first four games? How do you play in the first 60 games? That's how we're going to do it. So let's start out at number five of the opening day weekend. Who is the fifth best team in baseball, in our opinion? Based off the 2021 season so far, the Los Angeles Angels are the fifth best team in baseball for the reasons we highlighted. Bundy looked good. Trout played with emotion. Otani had the big start. A lot of things went right for the team. Max Stassi kind of just shut me up. That was a Stassi. Mm-hmm. I hate. I made fun of him one time, and he just dropped a D on me for the rest of the series. So that yeah. that went. That was not good for me. Great weekend if you're an Angels fan. A lot of excitement around this team. I'm excited to see how they go moving forward. I think they got the Astros next, if I'm right. Uh, Great series. I think they got the Astros coming up. No, they got the yeah the Astros for a two game series. Undefeated Astros like against that. the Angels. Must watch baseball. So excited for that. Who we got number? Yeah, that, that's a great one. Do you agree? What are your opinion on this take? Go ahead. You can explain yours. I agree. I think five and four are going to be interchangeable for me. But right now we have number five Angels, number four the Phillies for the sole reason. I mean, they're undefeated and they swept the Braves, who we're super high on. So I'm impressed by the Phillies. They quietly got the work done and they had a nice little walk off. So that was fun. Yeah, Nola Wheeler and Eflin all shoved this weekend. Big weekend for them. The the Braves are like. Your World Series pick. They're one of the best teams in baseball yeah. for a reason. They they beat Max Free. They beat some studs on the mound. They kind of shut down the Braves this weekend. So I think it was a little bit of Braves being slow out of the gate, a little bit of Phillies kind of showing up. And if you're a Phillies fan, you got to be ecstatic. The Braves are the team to beat in the division, in my opinion. Why not us if you're a Phillies fan? That should be your motto. And you showed up on opening weekend. So hats off to Phillies. Also, their bullpen there was three close games. Their bullpen didn't give up any games. So that's a huge start from last season. So shout out the Phillies bullpen. What do we got at number three? Yeah, Phillies bullpen good. Also shout out Harper. I love you. So at number three, we have the Los Angeles Dodgers at number three. feel like this is where people are going to come for our souls. I have them in at number people three. People are squirming in their chair a little bit. A little bit because they went 3-1 and one against the Rockies. They had that weird game on opening day. A little bit of mental lapses. They still looked amazing in the series. Their offense is no joke. I just like what the other two teams did a little bit better. Their offense was up. Their offense was elite. Their pitching looks pretty solid all around. Not much complaints here. They beat up on the Rockies as they should have. I would have liked to see four wins, but three out of four is not never a bad series. If you're a Dodgers fan, not much to say there. Dodgers, you crushed them. Who do you got number two, Jack? Number two is the Padres. Also one that I think people are going to want us to sw- swatch, flip, switch swap. Padres over the Dodgers coming in at number two. They went three and one. They looked pretty good. Their starting looked really good. Joe Musgrove. I mean, shout out Joe Musgrove. Who would have thought he'd just be have the best, one of the best starts of opening weekend. And they, Hosmer was killing it. They looked really good. And especially with the talent this team has and how they played think they deserve that number two spot i'm going number two over dodgers for two reasons one hosmer one player of the week so that means he had the best player of any any team and number two mm-hmm. i think the diamondbacks are slightly better than the rockies they both had the exact same record against the team so i'm going to say the padres beat better competition so they for the first week are above the dodgers in the power ranking and then at number one proverbial drum roll we have none other than the houston Astros, 4-0, oh, the only 4-0 and oh team in baseball. They sweep out the Athletics. We talked about it already. They just looked amazing. They're a scary villain. They are the Thanos in Infinity War. Like, how the hell are we going to beat this team after four games? They look amazing right now. So they clear-cut, no argument here. They're the number one team in baseball. They are. They looked amazing. Great pitching. They scored a lot of runs, almost 50 hits in the series. They looked incredible. Watch out for the Astros. And then to end the episode, our I'm sorry for your loss, team of the week, the Athletics. I mean, they just got beat up by the Astros, looking horrible. They kind of had this chance to kind of punch up at the Astros after what they did to them in the playoffs, and they did not do that. That was kind of stinky, and they are 0-4, and 
just on the ground hurting. Yeah, um, a- athletics fans, let us know. We would like to send an edible arrangement to your house. Uh, we are sorry. Oh, I love edible arrangements. So good. Uh, so, so good. Wish they weren't sent at such sad times because they're so good. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but uh, we are sorry for your loss, athletics fans. We hope that you grieve and mourn properly, and we'll see you again, hopefully, on the power rankings next week, not the sad list. That's that's all we can hope for in these trying times. All we can ask for. So that brings an end to our episode, Jack. That felt good. I feel I feel good. That felt good. First, um, regular season pod in in a while. This is our to start off. We got Ice's first full season. So we're excited. Um, thank you all for listening. For still listening, we I mean we adore you. We might send you an edible arrangement. Might mess around and send you a little. You are an edible pineapple. If you're still listening, okay, I like uh, yeah. Uh, listeners are snacks. I mean, th- thanks for sticking around, and we're gonna be doing this three, maybe four times a week on Patreon. Oh, oh, he, he said um, he said a thing. Where, where'd that come from? <laughs> um, so yeah, we're doing this a bunch. So we hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you guys soon. And that wasn't an intro. I'm gonna take it to the intro now. Here we go. The outro. So yeah, thanks, Jack. Let's outro. let's do, let's meet up again on Thursday. Let's have another pod date. Thanks for listening, guys. You can follow us on social media. At we got us Facebook, on Instagram, TikTok. At we got us BB on Twitter. We go live every night on TikTok. We watch games with you. We break down the live action. So whatever the most exciting game that night is, we will be live doing a watch long. Like my little song. Leave a rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. And we will see you guys Thursday with another episode. Take it easy and stay.